a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Larry Brooks. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Mathis, of course, as usual. 2019 Fly Gear out now. Yeah, check it out, your local dealer. Go to flyracing.com. Lots of styles, lots of colors, some inventions uh, that are really cool coming down the pike, and some improvements to the gear line each year. Elastic panels taken in, taken in added in, taken out, that kind of stuff. Uh, we thank the folks at flyracing.com for uh, sponsoring this podcast and many things that we do uh, on Pulp MX. As always, great guys. Uh, FR5 boot is out now, mid-level boot uh, for you guys who are a little bit price conscious. You won't find a better boot than uh, the FR5. Also, too, thanks to Maxis MXST Tire. Developed by Jeremy McGrath, as he talked about in the, in the couple weeks ago podcast. And uh, also, too, whether it's your mountain bike, they make fantastic mountain bike tires. Also, uh, light truck, trailer, SUVs. Yeah, Maxis.com will have you covered. Grabbing a whole shot, all that stuff. Maxis.com. Alpine Stars 2, Tech 10 boots, the benchmark boot in moto, uh, the A4 chest protector that many, many riders on the circuit use, the bionic neck support system, whatever it is, Alpine Stars protects. You know the name. You know the quality that they have, and uh, they're a fantastic company. So thanks to those guys. Also, too, RacerX brand. Hold on. Let me grab my papers for that. Hold on. I got it right here. Uh, racerxbrand.com. Use the code PulpMX. 20% off. Racerxbrand.com. So go get your RacerX merch. And a live show before the Monster Cup. Friday night at the spacelv.com for tickets. PulpMX RacerX live podcast show. Please check that out as well. All right. On to Larry Brooks, a guy I've known for a long time. I worked for him at Chaparral for one year. Uh, three quarters of a year anyways. And uh, he has... Uh, kind of disappeared from the pro scene a little bit but he's been very busy with uh suzuki and helping suzuki rebuild its amateur efforts and uh, larry is a guy that uh, is somewhat controversial for some people but not for me uh he says what he thinks he means what he says all that stuff and uh yeah let's get into the podcast catch up with larry brooks with some laughs at the end so thanks for listening thanks to our sponsors listen to this commercial uh from race tech coming up and uh, we appreciate that all right thanks very much on to larry brooks and now, everybody, as promised in my introduction, a guy I've known for a long time. Uh, I worked for him for at one point um, also, and uh, he's one of the winningest team managers in our sports history, I think, and uh, doing something a little different nowadays. Larry Brooks, what's up, LB? Welcome back to the podcast. How's it going, Steve? Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yep, yep, no worries. Um, yeah, people really, uh, you know, obviously they know who you are. They know all the things you've done, either as a racer or as a manager. Uh, a little bit of a left turn for you the last couple of years. What are you doing now? So Suzuki brought back their amateur program, uh-huh. and I hit that up. 
um, with the Bar X team. And yeah, it, it, it's fun. It's more at the amateur level mm-hmm. and working with younger riders and, you know, as they kind of graduate into professional. So yeah, it's fun. Um, how'd you guys do at Loretta's? How, how, how was it? Yeah, no, we were there. I mean, we did pretty good. <laughs> okay. All right. Loretta's is its own race. Yeah. It's pretty tough. Yeah. It, it's tough. So three motor moto format is tough. And so, I mean, we didn't go there with, with top name guys. Mm-hmm. Fry, Jared Fry was about the best guy and he was going in pretty good, but he missed the last day of moto. So it okay. kind of screwed his whole score up, but yeah, it's a, it's all about consistency there. And how is that what keeps you busy most of the time? Is that a, like a full-time deal for you, or do you kind of step in and, and, and do it when you need to, or and you got some other stuff no, on the go? No. Or? I mean, five riders, I mean, you have to do it pretty much all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't really let up. Everyone has a practice bike. Everyone has a race bike, and uh-huh. you know how it goes. Yeah. So you got to keep things moving and right. organized. And yep. Did you – did you go to Loretta's? 83 was the first one. I don't, you were in minis then. Did you go? Yep. So, uh, no, I didn't race Loretta's. I raced Tonka. Yeah. Loretta's wasn't and the spot early on. I think, exactly. It, it had raced one year, I think, when mm-hmm. I was still racing amateur. Yep. And then I went back and raced Tonka the next year, maybe, and then I quit mini bikes. Yeah. Went up. Um, can you believe the money that's there and the efforts that's there and the and the... the, the the largeness of this race, it's insane. They do it. They all do it. No matter who you are, they do it at a high level at amateur racing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing to me. I didn't think it was that serious. It's freaking serious. <laughs> so you better be on your game. You go to yeah. an amateur race. Those guys are, right. they're on. Um, how'd you get this gig? How did, how did, uh, how did it line up for you? What, what happened to, to get you uh, uh, interested in this and something that you want to do? Yeah, so really, I wasn't doing much at one point, and just coaching some kids, and 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 kind of wanted to get back into racing. And mm-hmm. I spoke to a guy, Myron Short, and he talked to his buddy Nick Barbieri, and they started a team, and they needed somebody, and it was it happened quick, like one meeting overnight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was well, helping you a little bit with the coaching thing, and that's where I thought you were yeah. going to go a little bit. But so this must have yeah. been so, just more appealing. I was huh? going that direction, yep. and kind of just took stage left and went back into racing, but way less stress kind of situation. And, uh-huh. Um. Yeah. No, it, it's been fun. It's been really fun. And then working with Suzuki with Chris Wheeler, like I knew Chris. Obviously, we knew each other from back yeah. in the day at El Cajon. Yep. Uh, we both lived there, so it, it it's fun. I've been having a good time. I tell the story. I've told the story a few times on my on my dumb shows, but like at one point Suzuki was the amateur program powerhouse, right? And right. and Yamaha was not, and Yamaha's bike was outdated and and had a carburetor and an oil tank, and everybody kind of ran away from it. And I remember like in oh four oh five there was like one privateer on a 250f at anaheim it was it was amazing how far they'd fallen and they come up with a new bike and they put some effort in the amateur stuff they really rebuild that program and now they've won four of the last five championships and in 250 class and you know they got a stable of guys and it's a fantastic program and while suzuki due to budget cuts you know pulled out of everything their bike became outdated um all of this and they can get this back, like it's the, the butt of the, some jokes right now in their amateur stuff and their their 250F program. 
they can get back to where they are. It just takes some money and a good bike, right? And this is, I think that's one of Wheeler's number one mandates, and certainly you're a big part of that. Let's get this thing going again. It's not that hard to do. Come up with a good bike, invest in the amateurs, and watch it watch it come up. So they're investing back into amateur racing. Obviously, they did it with JGR and the pro ranks mm-hmm. and stuff, and, and so they they know that you know it starts at amateur racing, so you have to be kind of strong all the way through. That's what KTM has done well. That's what, what yeah. Cowie has done well with their Team Green program. Um, you know, and they, they bring these kids up and then place them on the star racing or the whatever the top team is, yeah. let's say. So Yamaha obviously does it now, but yep. but those guys did it well back then. And uh, so Suzuki's kind of getting on board with that and mm-hmm. kind of wanting to build their amateur program into what it was before because, like you had mentioned, Suzuki had the strongest amateur with Davey Millsap, Pastrana. Oh, yeah, Hepler. I mean, I mean, just go on and on, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jason Anderson. I mean, dude, yeah. there was there was guys on there you didn't even know, and now they're champions. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's they're trying to get back to that. And, I mean, it takes time and it takes money. Yeah. It takes effort. It takes a lot of things. It doesn't happen overnight. No, but Yamaha was in the same spot, I tell everybody. They really were. Correct. They were. They yeah. they had a bike that no one liked and they they didn't yeah, do much. That bike rips now. That Yamaha's <laughs> the best bike, you know, coming out of the box. So yeah. I mean yeah. these kids can get on it in amateur racing and, and it boogies, so they you know, they yeah. can do well and Yamaha does have a good amateur effort now. Yeah. And yeah. they throw them on I mean, Star kinda takes them from the beginning and and then they put them on there, or, or there's even, team. or there's even cycle trader, or there's even cycle trader for you know other guys yeah. too, like a heart raft or these yeah. guys. Um, yep, yep. And a new bike, new the new 250F. Um, it's not all new, but it's pretty new, and it's exciting. I mean, it, it seems like it's going to be a big improvement. New. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean they released it or brought it to uh, Loretta's this year and put uh-huh. it on display, and, and I was looking at it, and it, it it's definitely got potential. I mean, the way the motor is and mm-hmm. everything. You, it's a lot like the 450 with the 450, similar to the 450 yeah. chassis and plastic and all that. And but the motor, I think they changed to the intake and the exhaust, so I think that uh, that gives it more potential to be a better motor, faster. So is this something? Are you happy? Is this? Are you stoked? Is this something? Is this a long term deal for you? I mean, obviously you wouldn't come on the podcast and be like, "Oh, I hate my life. I hate this job." Yeah. But <laughs> that's yeah, not. No, but, that's but you know what I mean? Like, well, is this? Is this yeah, a long term? No, I'm good. I mean, I mean, the the, the stress level is is manageable. Um, the people I work with are awesome. Um, I mean, they're. It, it, it seems good, you yep. know. I mean, at least today, this week, this year. I mean, it, it's been awesome. It's been fun as ever. So, and I don't think uh, anyone's going to make changes. So, right. we'll see what happens. Well, I, I did my background cert- research on you, Brooks, before I before I did this pod, and I yeah, asked people yeah. how things were going with you. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. And everybody's and people. St- usually, people don't like me. But <laughs> what did they say? No, they they said you're doing a good job. You're you're really working well with the kids. Uh, which I want to get into a little bit, and your, you know, it's a very, very professional run program, and you know, talking to uh, someone whose kid uh, works with you, and then someone at Suzuki, who you probably already name dropped in this. Those, wow. Everyone's excited, wow. like everyone's stoked wow. with what you're doing. That's good. That's good. I'm glad they're happy. Um, I mean, I'm happy. Yeah. So What's, everybody be happy. <laughs> What's it like <laughs> dealing with these kids though, and parents? I mean, look, you you know, you managed McGrath forever. You raced mm-hmm. at a very very high level. Um, you know, you even Michael Lessey and Tony early on. Um, <laughs> you know, so you've kind of run the gamut of of 
you know, an ultimate pro pro that Jeremy McGrath is. You've run the gamut of a of a hot young amateur and a, maybe a bit crazy dad, and then you've done you know guys like Shorty and and other and you've raced at this level. So, mm-hmm. what's it like dealing with these kids? How do you do? What do you yell, are you yelling at them, Brooke? I hope you're not yelling at them. Probably the best thing that happened to me is my kid riding through growing up, you know, and how crazy I would get sometimes at the mini bikes level, and uh, and it kind of taught me to just treat these kids kind of like you would a pro, you know, like, like that's what you're kind of trying to teach them is how to be a pro. So if you start treating them, I don't want to say like a pro, like you have to win the race. So that, that, you know, that comes second, but I mean, just ride good, be strong, you know, get good starts, do all the important things. And, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I like teaching people and, and working with people and it just, it, it's fun for me. So, yeah, I mean, at this level, it's the same as at the Jeremy level. You know, those kids, these kids are trying as hard as they can, trying to go, well, let's not go Jeremy. Let's go <laughs> pro, uh, pro yeah, rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these kids are going as hard as they can, and their level of speed is, is you know, whatever. however fast they're going, they're yeah. trying as hard as they can. Just yeah. like a pro. So it, it might not be as fast, but they're freaking giving it everything. And then, to me, that's fun. As long as the kid tries and uh-huh. – it, it's just a good time for me. I, I, I really enjoy it. I, I liked working with top-level guys, and mm-hmm. I like working with amateur. I guess it's just I like motorcycles. Yeah, you do. Nobody – yeah, dirt bikes and Larry Brooks go back a long ways. So. Yeah, I, 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 I think about that sometimes, and it's like if I'm around a motorcycle and I could work all day on it or around it yeah. or whatever, it's not even like I worked. You know, just <laughs> that's that's pretty scary. Um, so do you, are you working with these kids? Obviously, you're working with the sponsors of the team. You're working with Suzuki. Uh, yeah. Are you working with them on riding techniques also during? Yeah. Is that like what's what's the percent of your yeah, time? Yeah, I mean, you have you have so many. It would be like a little football team out of yeah, the yeah. if you tried to you know, organize it that way. But mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of work with riders, my riders individually. Yeah. Uh, like like we're getting ready for Monster Cup, so mm-hmm. the guy that's going to ride Monster Cup, I go to the track with him and work with him. Obviously, starts and all the things that are important in Supercross, and um, and and so I guess it, it, I, I should say more individually. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, and what about these parents? What about some of the parents? I don't know about the kids that you work for, uh, but obviously there's always that stuff that we hear that goes on. Um, I, I just think, I think in any sport you have the passionate parents, and you have to you have to understand kind of where they're coming from. Uh, I'm older now, Mathis, so I mean, listen, listen to my theories, and uh, <laughs> and you have to kind of listen from their side what their needs are, what they think their needs are, because it could be wrong, yep. you know, yep. and then you try to talk to them, mm-hmm. and obviously if that doesn't work, then you have to somehow change your program to fit everyone's needs. <laughs> that's yeah. political. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's, wow, look at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you're not yelling at Wheeler about the bike and everything else? That's good, good job. No. Yeah, you're really you're yeah. really maturing. Changing um, my ways, changing my ways. Yeah, really, right? No, it's good Good to hear. Um, how much travel do you have to do? Do you have to hit all these things and go to all these ones, or how, how's that work? Um, probably a big seven events, but, you know, they're seven days long each event. Yes, yeah. So, yep. you know, whenever you do do a, a race, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's seven days, right. whatever that may be. So it's uh, it gets to be it gets to be long at the end, but I mean it's only a week, and then you get back to you know the uh, shop or whatever. 
Listen, you've got an eye for talent. You've watched a lot of riders uh, ride over the years. Um, is there is there someone in the amateur ranks or even someone you're working with on your team? And I know, again, Suzuki right now is still starting their efforts, so they don't necessarily have all the best guys or anything like that. But is there a rider or two that you watched in amateurs? And I don't follow that closely, Brooks, so cut yeah, me some slack yeah. here. Uh, is there yeah. a rider or so that you watch that you're just like, this This kid's got it all, this kid's a total total deal? Yeah, no, there's a couple of them. Um, there's, uh, yeah, I got one that's pretty good on my team. Okay. But there's a couple kids that uh, ride KTMs that are pretty stinking good, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to go to a really high level in the sport. And so it, it's it's interesting to watch them and how they develop. And, and some of them are pretty big. Like you look at a kid and you, you find out his age, yeah. you know, let's say a 15-year-old kid. And that kid is built, you know. He looks like a man. So you think, golly, what's he going to be like when he's 18, 19? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's going to be strong. He's going to be able to move that bike or whatever he's got to do. And, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. But there are some guys coming up into the pro ranks, I think. I think one next year, maybe a couple the year after. Who are they? Give us some names. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. No, uh, no, no, no. It's that Derek Drake kid. Dr- you know yeah. Derek Drake? Yep, yep. I saw okay. him at Loretta's, yeah. yeah. TLD kid, yeah, he's he's good. Um, Pierce Brown, yep, good, yep. Good. Rockstar Husky he's guy, he's out, right? Though. Yeah, he's a young uh, KTM guy. Oh, KTM, no, okay. No, T- a TLD guy. Uh, Tyler's got all the quick guys. Yeah, yeah. Go figure, huh? Well, he, yep, yeah, yep. he'll start yelling at the parents soon enough. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he doesn't strike me. He strikes me as a no BS kind of guy a little bit. I don't know him that well. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's heated under the collar too. If you yeah. get him on, if you get going down the wrong road with him, yeah. Woo. Oh yeah. No, I know. Um, so, what do you, is, is this a is this a plan for Suzuki? Like, do you want to? Obviously, you work with one team, right? Right now, and you work with like a lot. But does Suzuki place the amateurs with you, or is it the owner of the team that picks the guys, or is it a collab between yourself and the manager or the owner Correct. and, and yeah. Wheeler? Between Suzuki, the owner, and Wheeler. Yep. Okay. Yep. And yep. Uh, and and so it's got so it's on, it's honestly like uh, see I thought it was more of just like uh, hey everybody gets the ride here that that is uh, more of the yeah I mean yeah there is Suzuki rides like that yeah, yeah. there are yeah um, but I mean on our team there's only like four or five spots so I mean we we delegate those spots how we think mm-hmm. you know the rider is at at a high level because yep. we're going to do. You know, the whole motor and chassis and system and blah, 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 all yeah, that yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. And so you want to make sure that the guy's going to benefit from a good bike. So, Is it something where everyone's you're doing one one person's doing all the motors, one person's doing a suspension, or can a rider get his own deal or, or somebody that you're comfortable no, with? No, no. Yep, we just do it as a team. Okay. You know, we do it yep. RG3 suspension and, and twisted development engines. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, Jamie had so much experience from the Rockstar days back to uh, whatever. 2012 mm-hmm. when he did the motors on that. Side. Yeah, whenever it was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it was real easy and and yeah, we've made the bikes a lot better in the last month. Yeah, man, some of those and see I was talking to somebody at the races recently and they they were telling me like we don't quite know how good these kids are going to be because there's about 6 or 7 of them that have an elite pro package motor. Basically the same as yeah. what you see at Pro Circuit or Geico right. or, or Star or whatever. Right. And right. so the bikes are a lot better. So it makes the kids look better. Yeah, you agree yeah. with that? But but yeah, but a winner's a winner. You know what I mean? Okay. Like you can see that kid. It, it, 
if he gets on the line and he tries to go to the lead, you know, he's he's pushing to go to the lead, even, you know, you know what a winner is. Yeah. I mean, yep. I mean if you know what to look for, I mean, I'm sure you could spot it. I mean, you've been around riders a lot. So. Yeah. Uh, what about Red Dog's kid? Are we going to get him on the program? I think he's Team Grant. Yeah. I like him. He rides good. Yeah. He rides really good. Yeah. I, I talked to Timmy for a while at, uh, Timmy for a while at Loretta. Oh, did you? It was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Um, it was awesome. How much are you following the pro stuff now? How much are you watching it? How much are you into it? How you know? I feel I feel like you're a bit disconnected. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I don't make that my priority now. I mean, uh-huh. but I do pay attention. I do know. I do watch it. I do watch motos and and only on TV, not the computer or anything like that, or my phone. So did you? But, did you go to any supercrosses or, or nationals? I did go to. San Diego, where Justin Hill won. Oh, okay. So that, yeah, yeah. I just hung out with Wheeler up in the stands, and we just watched races. And yep, it was good. It was good. It was a uh, yeah. You know what? I mean, unless I'm working. Yep. I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to have fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> because when I was sitting in the stands, I I was so lost. Like, oh, what do you do up in the stands? You know, like right. I I don't know, even know where to go or right. or what to do. It was so weird. But yeah, I, I I just went to that. Oh, and I think I went to HU because I had to bring some amateur kids for some video and okay. filming and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so. So yeah, I'm surprised you're that kind of kind of interesting. Kind of interesting that that Feld is absorbing the Arena Cross series. Let's say yes. No, no, no. Let's not say that. Well, absorbing amateur stuff. Series. Let's say yeah. making it the amateur day of racing the the points maker to go to Supercross. Yeah, so d- it, it don't get me started things. on that. Don't don't get me started. It, on yeah, that. yeah. I, I just <laughs> I, I look. Everyone needs to make money. I like money. You like money, and so that's fine. They want to make money. But to make it, I mean, these tracks are so tame. They're so lame that to, to, to try to make these guys race that race to qualify to say you're ready to hit whoops and fourth is a joke. Well, like, so, well no, no. Okay. We, we only know what the tracks were the first year. Yep. We're hoping they're going to be better the second year. Wow. And that's if, if they would – you know what you can't do, Steve, is you can't bring all levels of amateur racing there. That that is not then you yeah. then you're restricted on what you can do with the track or how much you have to tame it down. Right. Um, but I think that Feld's if they tame it down too much, it, it's not going to be a good. It's not going to be good. Yeah. It's not going to be uh, recepted well. It, the people are not going to be happy. But if they keep it a fairly, I don't know how to do it right now. Well, but, but I mean, there's got to be a way to build the track from one night to the next day and do a good job and keep it kind of, you know, kind of, uh, I don't want to say technical because they're definitely fast tracks, but well, more technical than if they plow it all down. I don't think they're going to do that, Larry. They want 65s there and they want two, the 450s there because they want money because it's amateur race. Well, they're going to have to plow it down because those 65s can't I, get through a second. I, I'm with you. So just, okay. so just you know, if you want to make money, cool. Just don't say you got to go race these to to be eligible to race Supercross. That's just right. That's just right. using. That's right. just using to me, using the power of your main series to grab more money and making every right. all these teams and riders show up because they well, don't, that's been obvious the last you know. Yeah. Uh, holy oh. crap. Right. Okay. So, anyways, uh, hmm. so you got to go do some of those. It looks like, depending on how many they are. Oh. 
well, yeah. I yeah. mean, we we didn't do it last year only right. because it was the first year. Didn't really know how it was yeah. going to go, and it didn't look that exciting. So, I mean, hopefully, the second year they learned a lot. Yeah, they can really do a good job this year. I think they can. I mean, freaking Feld's a, you know, they put shows on. That's what they do. Yeah. So, nope. Um, they they do a good job with the track. Yeah. No, I just hope they they just yeah make it. Hey, listen, if you want to qualify, guys, I get it. But, you know, there was a guy out there last year that was plus 40, and he wasn't even jumping all the jumps. And he continued to sign up for, I think, six or six, seven, eight weeks before they finally told him to go home. And Wait, where, how did he get in? Did he have a – Yes, he had a pro license from, from before. back in the day. Oh. And, and I was always going, look, guys, if you really care about Supercross qualifications and Supercross safety, pull that guy out of the race. Pull him out. Right, Send him right. to Arena hey. Cross, you know. So, and they wouldn't do it? No, I don't think they I don't. They just said he's got his license? Yeah, they just said, oh, he's got his license. And I'm like, okay, so Chase Sexton <laughs> and Austin Forkner need to go to these uh, arena crosses or, you know, the future Chase Sexton and uh, Austin Forkner need to go to these yeah. amateur races on Sunday. Because why? Because the, you, they, they, you don't think they're good enough? You know? So Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's, but, but who is good enough? I mean, how do you how do you really say, okay, I think this guy's good enough and you sign off on him. I mean, they used to have that rule in the back in the day yeah. where the, the manufacturer could sign off on him. But Yeah. Well they should you know that they should still that, have it. I don't know. I don't know everyone would be so sketched out with the way insurance is and laws are now and to, to yeah. put an endorsement on somebody like you Listen, know how it if, is. If, if, if I'm if I'm working at Feldon Larry Brooks tells me this kid can ride supercross, you know? Yeah. Then then I'm yeah. I'm good with Larry's opinion. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah, but just, I mean they they don't do that. They make it fair. Or they say it's fair, and they they make it yeah it's this way across the board. Yeah. So well, I guess I guess well, you got to think of it that way. That okay, it's fair. You know, it's, right. it's, it's that way for everybody. But um, I don't know. Some of the kids, I think it's dangerous. You know, or I did the arena cross series. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, and, and I'm fine with Feld doing amateur stuff, but just don't claim it. With those tracks, yeah, this, this could be a long conversation. It could, with me, it so could. I, I see it's kind of the same with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I again, yeah, I just, I just, I just think it's hilarious. But anyways, um, hey, so, uh, so yeah, not really into the pro stuff. Only went to a couple of races. No, no, no. I don't want to say that. Okay, I am. I, am. Right. I, I watch it from afar. I try not to to, to ingest my opinion too often. You know, and and I feel like if I'm around, dude, I'm just gonna squawk. I'm gonna go tell somebody what I think, and <laughs> you know, you know how it goes. Do, do you, are you a little gun shy after the way the pro stuff ended for you? And and I imagine maybe you were trying to get back in a little bit. Are you a little gun shy of of because the people say to you, "Hey, listen, Larry, like we don't like you, you know, your opinion or whatever." And so now, does that cause you to be a little gun shy? Yeah, no, no one really ever says that to my face. I don't, you know. Yeah, but maybe the perceptions out there is it what you're thinking? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I just won't share my opinion. You know, uh-huh. I just think, yeah, I'll just, yeah, you know, I, I think I have, you know, some knowledge of the sport, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, whatever. If you don't want to hear it, fine. You know, yeah. and, and I watch how a lot of guys. Oh, here we go, Matthew. <laughs> So, yeah, just so that, okay. I'll end it there. Okay, well, it there. you don't got to use any names, but you watch guys how they what they ride or they, no, they I handle watch teams. Oh, teams. teams. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it, it's the team. Right. You, you know how I work. Yeah. You know my yeah. story. Yeah. And I think it's the team. I think it's who they're putting around their people, or in a lot of situations, they're putting too many people around the riders. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. not. You got to run it lean, dude. You got to run. You know what you need and and yeah. make them good people and. 
I mean, if, if you worked for me, that was the first thing I thought of was what was your mechanic skills and what kind of person were you? And, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's the attitude and yeah. whatever. So anyway, I don't think these guys build the right teams around them or they don't know how to build the right team, mm-hmm. but that's just what I see. And it yeah. frustrates the crowd out of me. I would agree with you on some cases for sure. I mean, you hear some of the team owners, what they're telling riders and you're just like, holy shit. Um, you know, yeah, people, they, they need to you know, say nothing. Yeah, and then you—they they need to keep their opinion to themselves or go through the the the, the manager or yeah. what, whoever's in charge of the riders. Yeah, I, I agree. And then other teams, you're right. There's there's a ton of dudes under their tents now. And you know what? Some of it, Brooks, I think is it's nobody wants to do a bad job. Everyone wants to wants to help out, but everyone also mm-hmm. wants the rider. I think to look at them as the magic man. So Correct. so you're. You're really confusing the rider with all these opinions and thoughts and, and ideas to help the bike. But in the end, like, it's all just pushing and pulling and tugging. And you, you need to sometimes just be like, we're leaving the bike alone. You need to ride better or whatever. The, 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 the only way to do it is, is funnel it to one person yes. that goes to the rider. Yes. And back and forth with the rider. You know, it goes rider, person, team. Yep. And, and yep. that person always brings the information and these guys surround these guys and they do this huddle and you're like freaking look yeah up, you know yeah. it gets to be a whirlwind and but they don't know any other way i mean that's just not the only thing you do i mean there's a bunch of other stuff you have to do but yeah i mean it's it's but but all of it's to all, me it's simple yeah. i mean but maybe it's not easy <laughs> it's all done out of like you know love and desire to help the rider do For better sure. yeah no, 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 yeah no i mean and you have to realize that and then you have to explain yeah. that and and Somebody's got to have the balls to take control. Yes, I mean it, yeah. it, that that that's a big hat you wear. You know, it's heavy. And and if you're going to be the guy, you then you're the guy. Um, somebody's got to take charge. Yeah, no, I, I I fully agree. And I learned that when I went to Yamaha, I was like, I was helping Red Dog with jetting and suspension and everything for a long time for a couple of years, and then I got to Yamaha and it was like, dude, I'm like, I got to step back here because no. I, I can't fill this guy's head anymore with, you know, hey, what about this or what about this? He's already got a suspension guy and a motor guy and a team manager and a trainer and a wife. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, wow. Like, it really opened my yeah. eyes up a little bit, you know? Yeah, it all of a sudden just blows up. And and a lot of them, they can't handle it, you know? And mm-hmm. when you get to that level, it, it, there's a lot, you know? And um, and it, it it really freaks them out sometimes. And you see some of the kids go off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I do like I do like how some teams are like if a kid comes in and has a shitty year, they're not just dumping them. I mean, some teams are still doing that here and there with some guys, and I think there's more behind the scenes that we don't find out or know. But a lot of times, it seems like more so than your era, Larry, for sure. Uh, teams are saying, "Hey, kid, you got a couple years here, maybe three, yeah. to figure this out." I like that. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like. Perform. I mean, it's still that way. Performance is everything. Yeah. But yeah. It's uh. Yeah, they might be more lenient. They might see more potential. You mm-hmm. don't know what they see in the kid. I mean, right. it could be different for different people. But um, so some of these kids are pretty stinking fast, and it, it they just it, it seems like they went through the amateur ranks too quickly to me. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I agree with that too. Right. I mean, maybe maybe financially the parents needed to do it or something, or who knows? You know, I don't know. Right. Like, I don't think I don't think Marchbanks is one of those. I have no idea, but I mean, Marchbanks was basically forced into the amateurs or into the nationals because of injuries to Monster Pro Circuit, 
And he did well. He was really good. He got hurt, though. And you wonder, like, it was, was he ready? Or was this an injury thing? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, hey, so yeah. looking back, like, man, you had a hell of a run. Um, mm-hmm. Good times, bad times. Do you do you appreciate those times? What do you think of them when you look back to KTM and 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 Chaparral and 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 all of that and and you know the the shorty uh, you and Jeremy with the team and and all of that stuff that you've done the over the years? Does it? Do you look back on it all fondly? Do you look it back like I wish I would have done this? Do you look back at like I should still be doing that if I'd only done this and this? No, I mean I. I... I think I had a blast. I mean, it was it was probably more fun than I expected it to be with as much winning as I did. And and I was fortunate to have good riders. And, I mean, everything comes to an end. You know, you kind of have to ride it when you can. And, I mean, really, I was building my own job every year with, you know, until KTM. But mm-hmm. the other times it was, you know, you had to get those sponsors. It was, it was the stress level was high. Yeah. You know, you had to – you had to fulfill a certain budget so you could go racing and holy moly, you know, you could, uh, you know, uh, uh, it turned into be freaking a lot of work, but, (laughs) but I mean, it, it was, you know, with success comes work. You got to work hard. And, and, but I think I was thinking about this the other day. It's like when you jump in, I guess at the level that I, I was at, you better be ready to go for however long that is, you know, you yeah. go seven days a week, 24 hours a day and you try not to shut down. And it's a, it, it definitely turns into a job, but, but you have to do it like that to win. Right. And yeah. And I don't think a lot of people at certain points were willing to work that hard. Teams mm-hmm. weren't. So, I mean, we were able to get one up on them and just, you know, it yeah. was always something. So you had to do you work, working hard burnt me a bit. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, nowadays, do you you know you have more time with your family? Do you notice like you you sacrifice some family time in those eras, and now you're you know coming back around a little bit? Is that nicer? Yeah, you know. By the time <laughs> by the time I realized that that I wasn't spending enough time with my family, my kids were older. So <laughs> yeah, was, right. So and then they didn't want to hang out with you. <laughs> I, I miss that too. Right. You know? Right. I, I miss everything, but that, um, that you know the the, the job. You had to do it for the job. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty biased here. I just did a podcast with Jeremy last week. Came out today, and I don't know when this one's going to go up. But and I look, it's just me and you are probably number one and B and one A in the Jeremy McGrath fan club situation. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But has there been a better fucking guy for the sport than him? Like seriously, even to this day. Like I, I know, you know, obviously the things with you and your team. I don't know if that soured your relationship at all or anything, but. Man, I just think the world of the guy, and I and I look around for another McGrath, and it's not coming, Larry. It's nobody's nobody's no, coming. No, no. <laughs> I saw him at Loretta's this year. He flew in for a couple of days, and I was walking up to the track, and and he's handing riders waters, like he's yeah. the water girl, handing them out. I'm like, <laughs> could they get like a better person to hand water out? Like right. the champ is handing water out. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, but yeah, he's he's a the thing is, people appreciate him because he's a normal guy. Yeah. And that's what I don't think a lot of people are anymore is they're not genuine. You know, they, they yeah. lose lose that. And, is it, and I'm sure it's hard for him. I mean, dude, yeah. people look up to him and idolize him and all that. But, you know, the way he handles it and the way he it has been for our sport, 
amazing. With, amazing. Did your guys' relationship suffer with the Honda team going away? Or was it? Eh, I mean, we didn't talk for a while. Okay. I mean, we're, dude, I, I love Jeremy. I'll always be a Jeremy McGrath fan until I die, yeah. obviously. <laughs> right. you know, I, I gave my left nut for him, you know, and yeah. he did the same. I yeah. mean, he won a lot of races. I mean, you just put the guy, you just get him to the race and you have a good shot at winning. Yeah. So The, the, the Cowie guys were telling me about he was supposed to do a dealer thing and he was riding in the morning at his property and he put out his shoulder, dislocated oh. it or something. And he he was, they're like, oh, hey, don't worry, like, don't worry about coming. He's like, no, 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 I'll be there. And he shows yeah. up in a sling with his shoulder jacked up Telling everybody about it, the crash, and laughing and dealing, talking to dealers. They're just like, they're like, this guy couldn't be any cooler for us, like at Kawasaki. Yeah. It's just, it's fantastic. Yeah, but that's why they're in business is because they're enthusiasts, you know, or, you know, they might be businessmen. But yeah. the majority of the time, they're enthusiasts if they work there or they're there. So, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, he's good for the brand. He's good for, yep. yeah, he's good for our sport. Um, you got any regrets? Anything you do differently in the pro ranks? Anything you wish yeah, you'd done? I mean, yeah, you regret a lot. You try not to, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I try not to. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> can we can we tell the how you signed Stu's story after uh, you lost Chad? Can we tell that story? Uh, that's a heavy story. Uh, well, can you tell it as as, as good as you uh, Let's do it at a different time. Okay, because that's a great story. I love it. It's I great. Know. It's I great. It, it's pretty intense. It's, you, I've got a lot of stories like that, and yeah. they're not negative. It, they're yeah. funny. Most of them are funny as crap, but, I mean, it's... Dude, you yeah. pulled off... It, it, you pulled at off, that level... <laughs> go ahead. You pulled off a... You lost Chad Reed, and, and that would be de- devastating for any program. And then you turned around and you got James. Yeah. It, it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Looking back upon it now, I that was the wrong guy to hire, but <laughs> Wow. But he he was he was amazing. I mean, I'd never seen a guy ride a dirt bike. Man, he looks like hell nowadays, but Yeah, he, holy I, he, crap, he could ride a dirt bike. I, I just I don't honestly, I don't know why he's we did Adam Cincerillo and I just did a funny little finding him video and I don't know why he's I guarantee you he's kind of bitter at this I, well, I don't guarantee you I would think he's bitter at the sport for the way it went out at the end but in the end he has himself to blame for not filling out the right paperwork and everything and all that you know so yeah. I, I I would think he's probably super bitter at everybody that kind of ended his career early but in the end I would be like James you kind of have yourself to blame and it's around and around we go you know but yeah but, yeah 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 Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpum X18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race Tech specializing in high performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Race Tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpum X18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. 
But uh, Cincerello is a funny guy. That guy makes me laugh. He he's he's re- like, hey, listen, if he can get over these injuries, well, not so much injuries anymore, but crashing and some injuries, and becomes one of the great ones, he could be Jeremy. He really could. I don't. I'm not saying he's going to win seven Supercross titles, but if he just becomes one of the elite guys in the sport in 450s, you know, he's great. I, I he's got a personality. He can make people laugh. Yeah, all of that. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, got a body that I think is going to be lodged. How old is he? Uh, 21? 22? Uh, yeah. I mean, it seems like he's just maturing, you know? like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that bad to say? No, no, I think you're right. But also, when you say he's 21, you're like, if you were going to be one of the greats, you would have done it by now because you're 21? Nah. You no? Know? No way. Okay. No way. Kids, kids mature at different levels, and... I mean, I, I don't even think they get halfway smart till they're 23, 22. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that that's even this dumb stage, you know. They right. just, they think they're so smart, but they're really not. You know, they as they're getting to the, the smart age, mm-hmm. they're freaking retiring because they're too old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I'm a fan of the kid. I love the guy. He's, he's a good friend of mine, and I hope he gets yeah. I hope he gets it all put together. You know, Kawasaki's banking on him to, to fill that spot with Eli eventually, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, he yeah. can do it. He can lay down fast laps all day long. He can win races. Yeah. He just has to calm it down. Does he tip over a lot? Is that what his yes, problem he, is? Well, he's got both. He's got the small washouts, and then he's got the massive cartwheels and the whoops. Ooh. <laughs> so, why, why the whoops? I mean, he has I don't trouble know. with his technique or something? Mm, I don't know. I think, he, I think he mentally, he if he makes some mistakes, he tries to make it up in that next whoop section. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, he, yeah. if he's yeah. behind a little bit, he tries to – I got to put in a a balls out lap right now to get this gap back that I had or I lost or and whatever. Just explode. Yes, yeah. yes. So, but I w- that's more of a you know kind of experience. Yeah. I would say. I mean, yeah. the bad thing in our sport is experience means injury. You know, and yeah. when you hit the ground, you learn. But you hit the ground, and you're hoping you didn't. You're not hurt bad enough. So right. Uh, uh, what do you think? Experience comes at a cost. What do you think of the two two still out there? He's still trying he's a bad to. Dude. He's still trying yeah. to race, man. He's a bad dude. I mean, he he's so much smarter than those guys. You know what I mean? Like like the way he raced that race that Indiana uh, Ironman race yep. the other day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was it was. I could have told you how it was going to end. <laughs> so I mean, where he started and yeah. everything he did, it was like. Yeah. Dude, you're out thinking these guys. Big he time. couldn't believe no one took that gate for the second moto. He said, Dude, he "Told me he couldn't if, believe if it." Guys passed it up because I saw it in the 250 race too. Yeah, um, yeah. Hampshire I mean, guys were ripping, ripping starts from there, and I mean, didn't Hampshire do that at the USGP also? Yes, yes. Florida he, like, hopped up on the side. Yep, yeah. he was on the far right, and he did just the same. Wherever Hampshire's going, just <laughs> just line up, go wherever he's going. I I like Chad. I mean, obviously we're both friends with him. Um, I like him. He's just like look. I suck last year. I never got healthy. I never got in shape, and it was terrible. And I don't care. I still believe, you know. He says he can maybe, uh, you know, get podiums or wins next year if he gets a ride on the right bike and the right team. And I, I one hundred percent believe that he believes that, Larry. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there? You know, mentally, I don't know if there's a stronger dude out there than Chad Reed. No, I mean, he. Yeah, there's not. If he. But it, the track has to be right for him because of his age and his body and everything going on. I I think if he's fit, that'll be a larger percentage of tracks. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. you know, I, I think I think it's up to him because 
I don't think he ever lost his his speed. You know, it's just he's a little more careful now. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, that's yeah. I I just I I would think. I mean, I, I those are all good points, Larry, and I believe you, and I and I I'm in, I'm in the same boat. But I guarantee you, he doesn't think that. He doesn't think he needs a track. He doesn't think he, he has yeah, to, he has to yeah. compensate for. You age. just never know when it's going to come with Chattery. Yeah, he could come at the first race and he could just yeah run the gamut. But you know, you never know. Yeah, you never know. No, absolutely don't, not. Don't bet against Chattery. No, for sure, right? Um, hey, yeah. so you riding at all anymore? You when's the last time you got on a dirt bike? What's what's? What? I did. I I rode last week at Paula. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I mean I I actually had a shock. I wanted to try and and. Yeah, I mean it's funny. It's the bikes are so good now. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, holy crap! Um, I mean, what were you riding? What was it? Four fifty Suzuki? Uh, Suzuki four fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are they are pretty good. So how's yeah. like how much do you ride at all? Or is this the first time in a while? Or yeah, it was a while. I mean, I I hurt from my pinky down to my elbow, the whole <laughs> outside of both arms for probably three days that I couldn't even close the outside of my hand. Oh, dude! But uh, but but. It was so fun. Oh, my gosh. And I can go pretty fast. I just can't go fast long. Yeah. yeah you, <laughs> it comes you, to an end quick. You, uh, I mean, obviously, some of it was because you jumped right into managing. You know, after your racing career, you jumped right into yeah. Chaparral. But, man, you never you never really did any of those races. You didn't ever seem to care. No. You never, yeah. No, I just thought danger. You know, like I didn't <laughs> want to get hurt. And, right. and I knew I would grab a big handful. And so I just stayed away and let, you know, we, didn't get involved. Before... Before it's all over, we got to get you on a cover of MXA again. One last cover. Oh, One yeah. last cover. I, I've been running across. I mean, with the internet and all the photos out there now, you just yeah, you, you can come across some awesome photos, even old, old, old stuff. So it's it's pretty fun. I mean, just looking around at the old MXA shots. Yeah. yeah, we did some of those for for my website. Tell us a story, and they were great stories. You had you remembered so much from every day of these shoots. You were these production bikes. It was great. It was oh, you know that was, that was a good time. That was a big time in my life. I mean, think about it. I mean, you're a young kid and you. You're the MXA test rider at yeah. that time, and yeah. that you know year it was that was a prestigious position. So it was, oh, absolutely. Um, you know. How much you talk to Jody? How much do you see him? Do you, uh, no, we talk once in a while. Every yeah. you know maybe a couple months. Oh, okay, however yeah. long. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he's busy. I'm busy. Everyone, he, he just get old. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that's you know when when you tell these amateur kids you're working with now that you worked with Jeremy McGrath, they're like, "You mean the guy handing out the water?" They're, yeah, you're like the, <laughs> the water guy. No, they remember. They remember him probably more than anybody. But yeah, I mean it, it's uh yeah, it's that's funny. It's depressing. Age though, like, yeah, things. dude. Yeah, we, no, I had sure. I had Justin Cooper on the Pulp Mech show a couple months ago. And I was saying, like, hey, what do you remember about Tim Ferry? Like, you know, it was my favorite rider. Mm-hmm. And, dude, Justin Cooper was like, nah, I don't really remember. Kind of before my time. No way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, ah, I don't know. I'm, I remember Ricky a little bit. Jan-, you know, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, you know, this is where we're at, Larry. <laughs> this is where we're yeah, at. I know. I know. <laughs> that kid impressed me. That yeah. kid impressed me outdoors. Yeah, he's got a I lot mean, of heart, man. I think man. he learned a lot. Yeah. And he was injured in Supercross and had mm-hmm. to get fit again and come back into outdoors and he still finished third. Yep. No, he, uh, he's really got a lot of heart, man. He, he never gives up. He's in shape. He, he yeah. tries to the end. Like he's, yeah, he's impressive for sure. You know? Yeah. Just, I think everyone is forgetting how bad he was hurt in Supercross, but yeah, I mean, he, he, it took him a while to get it down, but he, he started freaking ticking him off. Um, 
does your racing career, talking about that, does it seem like so long ago, Larry? I mean, and, uh, it does, yeah. but on paper it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in my head it's not. Like when I ride and yeah. I watch these kids so much that when I ride, I just kind of ride like them over the front and do right. the things that they do. Yeah. You know, it's 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 weird. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I love dirt bikes. I love riding them. I love working on them. It's it's crazy to start talking because I start getting so deep. Yeah. No, I. That's why your passion is your. I always tell people, I'm like, there's not too many more people passionate about motorcycle racing than Larry Brooks. It's absolutely true, without a doubt. Working for you, being around you, uh, watching your career as a racer, like, yeah, you know, it was. It was pretty gnarly. Um, yeah, probably too gnarly at sometimes. Yeah, probably went over went over what, the top. So we, one time we did one of these podcasts, and you told me one of your big racing regrets was kind of a little bit of like getting off of the Honda Super Train, uh, and you know, kind of Roger didn't like you, I guess, a little bit, right? Um, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So. T- Still think about that probably a little bit. I mean, you almost won nationals in '87. Uh, things were going great. You were number twelve, um, and then you know, obviously, Hondas were so good back then. I know, but I went to. Mitch had his first in '88. Mitch had his first deal with Cowie mm-hmm. with four fifties for Supercross or two fifties for Supercross, yeah, 250s, right? <laughs> and uh, uh, one twenty-five outdoor. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was my choice what I wanted to ride. Anyway, that the the 250 was a really good bike, but the 125 was not as fast as it needed yeah. to be that year. Yeah. And so I struggled, and then kind of what happened the next year? 1989 uh, is when I got my head stuck in the bike. And yes. Burnt my neck really bad, and and then in, in, in 90 stuff. you were you lost your national number. You didn't get a number that year. Yep. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then exactly, and I don't even think I raced in 90, just barely. Mm-hmm. And then ninety one, I came back is like two thirty, yep. some big old yeah, <laughs> Thor echoed number Thor gear two thirty on a Cowie, yeah, 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 and ripped. I mean, I did good. I think I was like fourth or fifth overall or whatever it was in the series. Uh-huh. Not bad. Ran at the front and did decent. And anyway, just went to Mickey Thompson after that. Just yeah, I mean, yeah. long yeah. career, but. With age, I was kind of trying to time it so when I was thirty, I I was I wanted to do something else, not ride dirt bikes, because I was just figuring my body couldn't take it anymore, and right, it was getting hard. So, is that did you was it thirty the in ninety six or whatever it was when you got the job with Dave, or did you keep racing? Uh, no, well, I raced through ninety six. Yeah, I started the year and then yeah. I broke my elbow at Daytona. But, uh, yeah, I tried to race through 96, and I was 30 at that point. Yeah, and so then now you're like, okay. I was happy as ever to retire myself. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm firing myself. How much you talk to Big B? Still there? I still see him every weekend. We give each other shit every weekend at the the races. Big B, I call him once in a while. He calls me, and we talk about stupid things. Right. um, (laughs) it, It seems like we talk about today's racing and, back in the day and you know his trucks now and yeah i mean i mean yeah me and big b are good he's a funny guy he's he's real he's a normal guy yeah yeah i know he's a good guy at the races for sure um he him and i i just i just think about how many times we've seen each other in a truck whether it's chaparral or or cowie or ktm or whatever he was driving i've worked with some good guys i mean uh, obviously i'm biased but i mean i i think all my mechanics and all my drivers and riders. I mean, I've worked with some freaking awesome people. So, wow. 
Yeah, but Larry definitely. Jerry freaked out on me all the time. Jerry Campbell freaked out. I know, out on me. I know, but that's the way you keep people in line. Okay. Right? <laughs> that's the way I do. How about, I was thinking about this the other day too. Is when when uh, you were working somewhere and you were working in the solvent tank and you poured all that solvent out of the swing arm onto the. Yeah. Asphalt. You remember that? And yeah. I called you. Yeah. I wasn't there. Yeah. I called you. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? How do you even know that? <laughs> I, who knew Who knew that I took the chain adjusters out and there was holes there for the solvent to go out? And <laughs> that was dumb. Oh, that was funny. Uh, and also, too, I wasn't there, but this, the, when you guys told Jerry that somebody's going to give you guys a bunch of money to put those sunglass extenders on. <laughs> hey, Jerry, there's a big sponsorship coming. You got to put these extenders on your glasses. <laughs> oh, my God. It's- that hurts. Oh, I laughed so hard at that. It hurts. Yeah. That, that was probably one of the funniest times yeah. that nobody knows about. That is awesome that you know that story. Oh, it was, it's, uh, well, I was on the team that year. It was earlier that year. So you guys were telling me that story and I was just dying. And like, if we could get deep right now, those are two stories that I'll come back and tell you one day. Yeah, that we need story, to. Yeah. From start to finish, because you got to get deep with that one. Yeah. Golly, I don't think I could keep a straight face on that. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the other one, uh, iron. I also tell people the one of the funniest things I ever heard over a headset was uh, Southwick. Poor Lammy. Lammy was having a terrible year. It was. It was going. I remember this. He was going through like a personal issue too. He was getting divorced. Yeah, it was yeah, not a good yeah. year for Lammy, and we love Lammy, but it, it was not going well for him. And he grabbed a start at Southwick, and he was up front, and he was getting past like he was standing still. And Jerry yeah. comes over the radio and goes, Larry. Like just trying to get some help, Larry. Where's he losing time at? Like, and and, and, and where's he losing time at? And you go on the track, <laughs> just on the track. That's where he's losing time. Oh, that's all. I was standing there so frustrated, you know, going from first to whatever position and getting past like. Like he was, yeah, he's I'm just, sure he had other things on his mind. And, yeah. and then we've got Red Dog just ripping the sand. Yeah, you know how he was so fast there. Yeah, and then and then Jerry coming on the radio and asking me that question. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, he's oh. pretty much anywhere on the motorcycle track. Jerry is where Lampson's losing time. <laughs> <laughs> look, just look out that way. It's not a particular. There. It's not a particular corner or Where, anything. Wherever you're looking right now. Losing time. Oh, I still tell people that story. I'm like, I was dying. I was like, that was just. Hey, we had a good time. We yeah. Good well, time. it was. A, we did good at races and we had fun. It was like you said. It was a tight crew, right? It was. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Everybody worked really hard, but it was, you know, a tight crew. It wasn't a lot of egos yeah. or, or issues or anything else, you know. So. Yeah. 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 I've been fortunate to have good people, and you can build good people like that. You know, or group good people like that, and. Everyone kind of knows their position, does their job. Yep. Everyone does that. Frick, man, and then you do pretty good. And you would just have to deal with Dave Dameron yelling about costs, well, co- I mean, cutting costs. I was the boss, so yeah. I mean, dude, the shit's gonna. That the, I'm the first one it hits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you guys fired me too. God, I, that sucked. Dude, you weren't a freaking. <laughs> you weren't American. Oh, that sucked. That wasn't it. It was it. That was it. Because you weren't an American. Yeah, but you, were, I, you had Canadian citizen. Yeah, but I think I was legal. I had nope. a work visa. No, you didn't. You didn't. It was something. I don't know. I, something was something was wrong because Dave came to me and he's like, he's not. He's not American. He's not <laughs> citizen. What? I wasn't a citizen. <laughs> that's for sure. I'm still not a citizen, but working on that. Um, right, right. Uh, right. I can't believe it. I was all set to take over yeah. the world with Tim Ferry. Oh, 
I liked you as a mechanic. But, you did a good job. Thank I, you. I, we had a good time. But but then I I would have been uh, out of action because my rider would have decided to do a can can in practice, and then break his thumb early yeah, in the super on his on his birthday <laughs> on his birthday. <laughs> On his birthday. Oh, dude. Like, my big thing, no freestyle, no freestyle, no freestyle. Yeah. Because of him. Because of that day. You know, <laughs> I'm all over everybody. No freestyle, nothing because of Kimmy that day. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. I think it was a double can, and he went to bring it back and, and put his boot or put the grip in his boot. It yep. was stuck. And it was like, oh, <laughs> watching the whole thing in slow motion. I can still see it in my head. Yeah. And the whole thing. Oh, it was ugly. Yeah, broke his it thumb. Was so, right. Yeah, it was an ugly crash. And he was like, oh, no, it's not broken. No, it's not broken. You know, like <laughs> yeah, walking yeah. away from me, yeah, kind yeah. of like turning. <laughs> oh, yeah. good times. Yeah, that would have that that been would have happened under my watch if, if I'd stuck around. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate the time. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Um, anything else? We... No, no. Okay. I, we probably Covered? talked way too much. So you've. No, it's, you've, it's fantastic. Uh, People are going to really love it. get it out of me. I, I, yeah. We got to get these stories. We got to get a few stories. Uh, I know you're uh, probably some good ones. worried about upsetting Well, we'll decide people, but... what they are. You just hit me up and we'll talk about it. Well, uh, yeah, we'll do that for sure. Hey, so congratulations on probably everything. Text me, probably text me because I never answer my phone. Yeah, no, I know. I'll do that. Um, congratulations on everything that's going on with your deal and Suzuki and yep. working that up. Like I said, I did my research and I sent out some texts about how you've been and how things are going, and everyone has glowing reviews. So, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Suzuki is definitely making a mark again, and it's uh, it's exciting to be part of that program, so it's cool. Yeah, good to hear for sure. Well, hey, Larry, thanks for the time as always. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you down the road, man. Thank you. All right, Steve. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, 
it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Right, as the day-